1: The Healing Word program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: Friends, where are you today in your search for the Lord? When the condition's not right, God's going to say no. When the time is not right, God is going to say slow. Slow. When you are not right, God is going to say grow, but when everything's right, God's going to say go, go. Then the miracles happen. The answers come, barriers stumbled, mountains are conquered, problems disappear, victory comes, you have an answer to prayer.
1: Praying over situations and asking God to intervene can be perplexing as we wait on Him to move in His time. It sometimes seems God is not listening or is unaware of what's going on. But I invite you to stay tuned to the Healing Word for the next 30 minutes. As Pastor Jack Morris brings an understanding of how God works and how His timing is always best, let's join Pastor Morris now for the introduction of today's message. How God Answers Prayer. The message is
2: how God answers prayer. Friend, this is going to be very unique. Pay strict attention. God wants to answer your prayer and He's going to tell you how through the Word. I'm only going to share what He has already told us. God wants to answer prayer. You're His child. He loves you. Come to the Lord. Come boldly to the throne of grace. There's blessing, there's healing, there's forgiveness, there's victory. Let's go into the sanctuary, hear this message, how God answers prayer. The Lord has been impressing upon me that He wants to answer your prayers, that there's too many prayers that are prayed and haven't been answered yet. And we're going to find out today from the Word of God, perhaps why some of these prayers haven't been answered and have been put on delay. But God's doing great things. And when God knows this about us, telling us He wants to answer our prayers, then we need to pray His way and receive those answers and have those miracles performed in our lives. Now notice in Luke chapter 18, then Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Always pray and not give up. Now a parable is just a short story, an illustration to make a point. And Jesus is trying to make a point in your life and in my Christian life. He's trying to make a point. And that point is, I love you and I want to answer your prayers. That's the point he's trying to make. The disciples were having a little bit of difficulty with that. We're having a little bit of difficulty with it. But we're going to follow the simple plan of God. No sermon is going to go over your head. God's word will not return void. The portion that you need, whether you're young or old, that portion, the Holy Spirit will surely make certain that you hear it and receive it, and it's planted in your heart. You may not hear the whole sermon, get the whole truth, but the portion that is for you, the Holy Spirit will make sure you get it. And it's not up to me. It's not my responsibility for you to get it. It's his responsibility and your responsibility to be open to receive what he's bringing in. Friend, God's bringing something to you today. He's been bringing something and great and mighty things are about to happen. I'm I'm expecting. I have expectation. A parable. Now, there's two things in this parable we're learning. We're learning that prayer must be persistent and we must be patient in our pray. That's the thrust of this parable, this story, this illustration. Patience and perseverance prevails. Okay. We can stand for the benediction now. If you get that you will have received a wealth of truth and a whole new change in your prayer life. Perseverance and patience. Then you will prevail in your prayer life. There are three principles. A widow, a villain, and an unjust judge. Now, Jesus tells the story. The widow... Uh, Widows 2,000 years ago had nothing, absolutely nothing. uh, A woman widow uh, 2,000 years ago, almost like property owned by her husband, chattel. She couldn't have property in her name, finances in her name, owned nothing, not even her own children. The father had the word. He made the decision. Listen, if anybody ought to be a Christian, ladies, you have been elevated and put on a pedestal by the Lord himself. Amen. Amen. You ladies, you ladies. I'm talking about you ladies. What God has done for you. Well, this lady, this woman, this widow, alone in the world, no family. She didn't have a son. Now, if she had a son, when the husband died the property would go to the son, bypass the woman altogether. I mean, she was without. So were orphans, orphans and widows in biblical times were without, but she didn't have a son. She didn't have any family. And there was a villain, an adversary who, I don't know whether he was, what he was doing. It doesn't say what he was doing. Maybe he was stealing from her. Uh, he was threatening her, but uh, It was a very difficult and dangerous situation. She had absolutely no one to turn to, but this judge in this little town, and what a judge he was. You talk about a crooked judge. This guy was a crook, if there ever was one. He didn't fear God, meaning he didn't believe in God. He didn't believe in an afterlife. He believed he could do anything, and there would be no accountability in this life or in the life to come. He didn't fear man. He, he did not respect people at all. He had no use for people at all. And but this lady had nowhere to go, no one to turn to. So she turns to this judge. She was in his face all the time. When he was walking to work, she walked with him. While at work, she was stayed right there with him. When he walked home, she walked home with him. When he went to the racetrack, she went to the (laughs) racetrack. In other words, she was in his face day and night. Now God's trying to tell us something about prayer. You've got to get to the throne of grace and get in the face of God. This is an illustration in contrast. God is not like the unjust judge. God is just the absolute different from the unjust judge. But Jesus is saying, you've got to get to the throne of grace. You've got to get in God's face and you've got to stay there. Now, if you have asked God to bless you, your household, your ministry, and nothing seems to be happening, I can almost guarantee that some of us have already given up and we stopped praying that prayer. And the Lord now comes along with this illustration to tell us, listen to what he says, that We should always pray and not give up. Say those words always pray pray. and not give up. up. Now, some of you have given up, but today pick it up again. Pick it up again, that request, and go to God with it in prayer and in believing. Men ought always to pray. Now, this widow had two assets she had perseverance and she had patience. She was going to wait that judge out, and she did, and the victory came. Now, most of us are short on patience. Anybody with lots of patience, would you raise your hand and tell me how you got it? Oh, I hand it up back there. Shame on you. <laughs> you know, I don't even like the word patience. It, it doesn't conjure up anything exciting to me. I don't want to be patient no we we always want it yesterday don't we we always want it yesterday there there was a a little girl uh she had a piggy bank and her little piggy bank was almost filled with money now she was to that age that the dad and the mother felt that she would now profit by a lesson in how to value money and uh, so they sat her down and they talked to her they said now as soon as the bank is full You take the money out of the bank, your piggy bank, and you take it down to the commercial bank and you put it in a savings account there and it will earn interest and you will get some free money back. There'll be more money than what you put in. Well, she was happy about that. That sounded good. Sounds good to anybody, doesn't it? So the bank was filled with money and uh, she now takes the money out. She's they lived in a little town. Uh, the bank was just right down the street. Everybody knew everyone. And so she's walking down the street with this piggy bank of money. The dad calls the, dad calls the banker. Everybody knew the banker and uh, told him that his daughter was coming with the money to put it in the savings account. And when she, he put it in the savings account that he and his wife would be in later and they would sign the papers. So the little girl goes in with her money. And of all people to wait on her, it was the president of the bank himself. And she was delighted. She knew him. And so she gives the money and he gives her a receipt. And then she just stands there and looks at him. And he said, "Uh, is there something else I can do for you? She says, I'm waiting on my interest. We want it now, don't we? We don't want to wait on it.
1: (laughs) Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation, live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to LargoCC.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
2: There are four different ways that God answers prayer, and I want you to take your bullet, and I want you to take a pencil. There are some blanks, four blanks, and I want you to fill them in as we go along. Friend, do you want to get your prayers through? Do you want to know where you are? Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll order something, and uh, it'll say that uh, here, here is a... A tracking information. So right now we're going to go through the here and we're going to track the answer to that prayer. That prayer has gone up. The answer is coming. Now we're going to track it. Track your prayer now. Now when conditions are not right, God says no. You know how to spell no? N-O. It's on the screen. Write it on your, in your bulletin. When the answer is not right, God will say No. But he's answered prayer. You know why he says no? Because he has something better for you. When a condition is not right for you, and when the condition is not right for somebody else. You know, sometimes our prayers, they will bless us, but they may adversely affect somebody else. And God loves that somebody else as much as he loves us. So God takes everybody in consideration... And we may not know why the prayer is being delayed, but God is delaying the prayer because he has a plan. It's a beautiful plan. And after all, he knows what's best for you. And don't, listen to me, don't you want what's best for you? Of course you do. God knows what's best. And so he says, no. Years ago, when we were looking for land upon which this church is built, I went up and down Enterprise Road, a Central Avenue. I felt it had to be in this area, Central Avenue, Enterprise Road. I walked across more pieces of property, prayed and claimed it in the name of the Lord, only for that property not to perk, and we didn't get it. It was, it was disheartening there for a while. I mean, it went on and on looking at property, claiming the property, believing it was the property. Give us this property, Lord. No. God kept saying no. We never got it. Two times somebody brought me to this piece of property and said, this is for sale. I said, I don't want that piece of property. We're way out in the podunks here. There's nothing here. No houses. This is real country. We don't want, we're, we're here to serve people. I don't want this piece of property. And so I turned it down. Only to go out and, and spend hours, days, months, five years we were in the school. Five years. I had a little trailer on the back of my car. Had songbooks, sound system, pulpit. Um, I don't know what else we had in there. I would back it in my garage after church. And on Sunday, I'd hook on to it, take it down to the school. The ushers would come out, I'd open the doors, they'd unload it. We'd set up chairs only to tear it all down again after service. Friend, and here's people up here begging for somebody to help with a picnic one time a year. We had to do that one time every week for five years. You talk about persistence and patience. God answered our prayers and gave us persistence and patience. Finally, somebody brought me back up to this property And I waited on the Lord, and the Lord says, that's the property. We could have had it a lot sooner if I had just been listening to God more earnestly, more patiently. Friend, God answers prayer. Remember turning to your neighbor just a moment ago? How God answers prayer, sometimes the prayer is no, because he has something better. He had this piece of property. This is the best piece. We looked at other pieces of property. This was the best piece. Oh, I'm so thankful we didn't get all of that. I remember reading about a young man who was so in love with a girl at his high school. This happened in Upper New York, as I can remember. He was so in love with her. They both were members of the youth group at the church. And he wanted to marry her. He prayed, God, give me Mary or Judy. I don't remember her name. But he prayed and prayed that God would. She married somebody else. 20 years later, they had a school reunion and they were in the auditorium, the gymnasium, that's where they were. They were in the gymnasium and the people were streaming in, streaming in. And this fella looked up and he saw that girl that he so desperately wanted. And when he saw her, he said, thank God somebody else married her. Listen, when God says no, (laughs) he always has something better. (laughs) Oh, my. Hey, are you praying for me this morning? (laughs) Okay, when the condition is not right, God will say no. Number two in your outline. When the time is not right, God will say slow. When the time is not right, God will say slow. Now, God is not an instamatic prayer-answering machine. He's not that at all. It's like ordering a pizza. We want everything on it. We want it brought right to our front door, warm. That's how we want prayers. We put in our order. We're waiting for it to come. All worked out. But God doesn't work quite like ordering pizza. And, and this is something else, dear friends. Get this so in your heart. God's denials, God's delays are not his denials. God's delays are not his denials. <clears throat> have, you, have you noticed how fast people drive cars? I'm glad everyone here goes no more than five miles over the speed limit ever. But this, this fellow pulled up to a traffic light intersection and the light turned green He accelerated, and the engine stalled. The horn started blowing behind him. It was like a a concert of horns. Everybody was blowing their horn. He tried. He pumped the pedal. He did everything he could. The engine just wouldn't start. The horn kept blowing. Finally, the gentleman, and he was a gentleman, he got out of his car, and in a very gentlemanly way, he walked back to the car behind him, and he said, sir, sir. My engine stalled. I've done everything I know to do to get that engine started. Would you mind going up and seeing what you can do? And while you're up there, I'll sit in your car and blow the horn. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a nice man. <laughs> so God is answering prayer. But when situation isn't right... He's going to ask us to be patient and it's going to be a little slower than what we anticipated it to be. But God does answer prayer. Can everybody say amen? Amen. God does answer prayer. Now, when the time is not right, God says slow. But number three, when you are not right, you ready for this one? God says grow. Some of us need to do a little more spiritual growing. Now, God is more interested in you than he is in answering your prayer. He's getting you ready for something beautiful and something great. But you're not ready for something beautiful and something great. You still have too much of you, too many complaints. You see too many faults. You're just not focused on the Lord. You just see too many other things this way, and you're not looking this way and putting your life and your ministry, your family, whatever it is, in God's hands. Who was it? I heard a preacher the other day, and I hardly, I rarely hear a preacher preach. Oh, I was reading a book that a preacher wrote. That's what it is. And he was telling about how he preaches sermons, and he said he, he almost wonders why he preaches sermons anymore, because... Nothing ever changes. He said, people don't change. And uh, they they hear, but then they go right back to the same old complaining way as they were before. I don't, he, he just doesn't know the Largo Community Church. I ought to invite him over here sometime and let him meet some of God's people. But when the condition, uh, when you are not right, God's going to say, grow. <sighs> When, when I was about 14 years old, I could drive a car just about, I think, maybe better than I could drive a car now. My dad taught me how to drive a car. I'm from western Pennsylvania, as you know, hill, hill country. I wanted to learn how to drive. That's when the cars had a stick shift on the floor. And I remember, I thought I was there. I thought I really knew how to do it now. And my dad pulled up on a hill, stopped the car, put the brake on, slipped over on the the passenger side, and he said, now you start it and drive it on this hill. That car rolled backwards. <laughs> I had to hit the brake, hit the gas, shift gears, and I had a time. Well, 14 years old, I finally learned how to do what I was supposed to do with the car. If I had gone to my dad and said, now dad, you taught me, you know my abilities, you know that I can drive the car, I'm not 16, I can't get my driver's license, but I can drive better than any 16-year-old. How about the keys? I want to go for a drive, pick up some of my buddies. What would God, what would God, what would my dad have said? You've got to grow up some more. You're not ready. Oh, I think I am ready. But my dad says, you're not ready. The state of Pennsylvania says, you're not ready. You're not ready. To, for this. So, my request has been turned down, and the answer was, You've got to do some more growing. So, friends, where are you today in your search for the Lord? When the condition's not right, God's going to say no. When the time is not right, God is going to say slow. When you are not right, God is going to say grow. But everything. God's going to say, go, go. Then the miracles happen. The answers come. Barriers tumble. Mountains are conquered. Problems disappear. Victory comes. You have an answer to prayer.
1: God is faithful and his promises stand firm. You can not only count on him to know your situation, but you can also be sure that he's way ahead of you and working all things for the best. Thank God today for His love and understanding as we wait on His perfect timing. As we conclude today's program, I want to invite you to pray for the ministry of the healing word and ask God on our behalf to bless these messages as they minister to hearts all over our nation's capital area and the world. And if the Lord lays it on your heart, would you consider partnering with Pastor Morris in financially supporting this ministry? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on The Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.